0: Linda Ballesteros. Hey, folks.
1: Welcome to All Things Franchising. This is Linda Bayestetos. I'm your host today. Thanks so much for carving some time out of your busy day to spend with me. I am always honored. I was recently reading an article in Forbes. The title of the article was, Should You Find a Job or Own Your Own Business? A section of that article was subtitled, do you have the self discipline and self motivation to work for yourself? It described the employee mindset as one that has a doctor, uh, I'm sorry, as a um, boss and a manager that sets and oversees their task and their hours. The business owner mindset went on to describe that, that successful entrepreneurs are masters of time management and multitasking. Self-discipline is a vital factor to growing a successful business. Self-discipline is about doing what you say you're going to do when you said you were going to do it. So you can see that, and, and folks, please don't send me any mail because I know that there are a lot of people out there that work for corporate America that are great time managers, that are uh, great in multitasking and scheduling their day. But uh, an employee mindset is very different from that of. A business owner mindset. And the reason I know that is because I came out of a 30 year career in corporate. And boy, did I have a learning curve when I came out. So that's going to be one of our topics today. Today, my guest is Dr. Juliana Stone. Juliana is the founder and CEO of Career Life Academy, Inc which was founded in 2014, and iTalent Management, which was was started in 2019. Both companies focus on people and the management of human capital and potential. So please help me in welcoming Juliana to the show. Juliana, welcome to the show today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. You know, Juliana, when I came out of corporate, I have to tell you that uh, I didn't have a clue. And I wish I had known that um, your services were available. It certainly would have shortened my learning curve, that's for sure. So, Juliana, tell me a little bit about why you were drawn to help people that are in career change. What, What is your background?
2: Oh, well, that is so interesting that I'm even in this industry. Um, It obviously found me. I would never have gone out to seek out a role or even a career in the um, job search industry or the career transition industry because I came from years in higher education. Mm. And I found my – I don't mind sharing this. I was over 50. And I'm still over 50, <laughs> over 50 now, but I found myself um, looking for a new position, and um, six months later, I was still looking. Uh, hmm. I struggled with the way the job search industry was designed. In the world of industries, it's actually a very new industry that is driven by technology, and hmm. you're at the mercy of these systems that create filters and algorithms, I was really naive because I hadn't looked for anything since 1991. I was truly a career corporate person. I used to call Mm -hmm. myself a great corporate citizen, and Mm -hmm. here I was faced with this very difficult challenge. I wasn't sure what to do, what direction to go. I read blogs. I listened to videos or or watched videos, listened to podcasts, really just trying to understand. And I found that so much of the information out there is and still is anecdotal. And that led me to really start to think, what am I doing? I need to find a more uh, clear method to find this next job because I was programmed. I need to go back to corporate America. I need to continue contributing to my 401K. I need to get health insurance program. This is what I was supposed to do. And Mm -hmm. I started to figure out a a way to find uh, opportunities to get in front of decision makers. And uh, I wasn't defining myself well enough. Um, I also uh, thought that just because I've done it, I should continue doing it. And so I was Mm -hmm. looking for jobs that I would already done. And it was just a very difficult, difficult time. I was questioning who I was, questioning uh, all of those years that I had worked and why didn't anyone want me. And I just didn't understand how the job search market um, really worked. And that was the beginning
1: of me moving into this direction. You know, Juliana, the story you're telling is—you it, it, could take your name out of it and put my name in it. I tell you,
2: right. Because
1: mm-hmm. i i was in I was in corporate banking, and um, mm. but and and every time there was a merger, there was an acquisition. Uh, Any time I moved, then I just knew. Well, and the next thing I do is I get a job at a bank. Uh, I didn't right. think about getting a job in another industry. i get a job at a bank. That's, that's who I am. That's what I do. I've been doing that since I was, you know, 20 years old, and that's what I'm doing for the rest of my life. Until um, in, 20, uh, in 2004, the security badge kept getting heavier and heavier around my neck. So mm-hmm. um, I pulled the plug, but i didn't have a clue as to what I was supposed to do after that Juliana, so how did you where did you start when you when mm. you decided, oh um, this isn't working the way it used to because Juliana, I remember picking up the phone, calling h r at that mm-hmm. bank, scheduling uh an interview. I would go in, and seldom was I turned down just like you said. I'm good at what I do. I've done it for years, so why wouldn't you hire me? But things have changed. Right. They have.
2: They have. And many times we go into a career and we stay there and we get better at the career and uh-huh. or the job, the skills. And we continue to build on that. And then it becomes our norm. Um, yep. And we don't pause for a second to say, am I really satisfied or am I satisfied that I could get it done and now I'm taking care of my family, we, I have uh, savings, I have a retirement, I have health care. And so we forget about who we are and what we are really contributing. And I think that that happens to so, so many people. I know um, the people I speak with. Even in their 50s, all, many of us will say, what am I going to be when I grow up? Mm-hmm. And we have long careers behind us. So you're absolutely right. It, it's it's a, a, a journey that requires us to pause for a second and do some deep introspection and really mm-hmm. ask ourselves those tough questions. Was I doing this because I was good at it or was I doing this because I loved it? Or was I doing it because it was comfortable and what the heck, you know, I didn't have to really think hard about it. And so when we start to ask ourselves those questions, there begins our journey to say perhaps it's time for a change. And how do I take what I've done and turn it into what I want to do?
1: And how did you do that, Juliana, for yourself?
2: Well, you know, I had a lot of conversations with the guy upstairs, (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) lots of conversations um, to the point where um, I got down on my knees and was like, what do I do? I have to give this to you because obviously I'm terrible at this because no one Mm -hmm. is offering me a job. Um, Especially when you have been working in the same industry, perhaps the same company, you have uh, risen to that highest level of uh, compensation and now mm-hmm. you're starting again and you're having to, to go back to maybe what you made 20 years ago. That affects right. your self-efficacy as well and yeah. that value that you bring. So um, to really answer your question, it started there. It started really asking for direction. Um, I, I don't know what to do anymore. I have applied for over 200 positions. I've had these interviews. What am I missing? And um, I love Napoleon Hill. It's an old, old, old one, Think and Grow Rich. Mm -hmm. I pulled that out. It sort of called me off of my bookshelf, and I started to read it again. And I I really remembered uh, where I was sitting and what I was thinking about. What makes you happy? What really makes you happy? And I knew that I loved helping people because I came from the helping professions, coming from higher education, having taught college, having seeing students graduate and really change their lives. Um, And so I knew I wanted to do that, but what do you do? So I actually went out and uh, got a um, integrated uh, nutrition coaching certification, thinking that that was my direction. And it started to make a lot of sense to me, but it wasn't really feeling all of my, uh, yes, our health is very important, but there's, have to, there has to be a, a structure around when you could start taking care of your health. And it comes with being able to afford it, uh, being mm-hmm. able to afford alternatives. And then, of course, I'm looking for a career, and it just all started to mesh together. What if there was a different way to help people find where they belong? Because that's why our company's name is Career Life Academy. If you think about it, for many people, your career has the greatest effect on your health, your wealth, your well-being. Isn't that your life? And so when you stop and think about that, if you can deal with that career piece, then it starts to contribute to your life, your livelihood, your happiness factor increases. And having been in higher ed and having done a lot of studies and Uh, research on organizational developments and leadership, I knew that people are unhappy in their job. It starts to affect their life. It starts to affect their family time. And what happens is they're not really unhappy with maybe their boss, but their boss becomes the target. And you've heard many times people don't leave companies. They leave their boss or or, or their manager. Um, Well, Mm -hmm. what really happens from an organizational development perspective is that what the person values is out of alignment with what the company values. And that misalignment starts to really affect you on that physiological level where people are getting sick more often. They're having a Mm -hmm. difficult time at home because they're seeking out that happiness factor that maybe their career gave them at one time or at least Mm -hmm. maybe while the honeymoon period was going on.
1: So Mm -hmm. um, that's how this all
2: started to come together in my mind.
1: Mm -hmm. Do you think, um, folks, if you're listening to this recording, just to let you know, it is December the 10th of 2020. So we are still feeling the impact of the pandemic. Um, Juliana, what impact? are you seeing that the pandemic has had for people? Is it a positive or, you know, we hear a lot of the negative uh, side of that, but are there some people that are using this pandemic to help um, change the direction of their career? Yes.
2: I am going to say um, if, if I were to take a back of the envelope poll, um, 10 out of uh, 10 people are starting to, rethink, well, you know, I am out of work. What have I really wanted to do? How can I use my current skill-based competencies and, in many instances, the education um, to leverage it into moving into what I want to do? I talk to so many people who would love to start their own business, who would love to maybe uh, take on contract work, Because it starts Mm -hmm. to give them the sense of I'm actually working for a company, but I'm working for myself. Um, So it's like the little baby steps to finally um, moving into that I'm working for myself. But then there are those people who really do say, I need to get back into the structure of a corporation. Because the way my mind works, I need that structure to be built for me. Which you have to Mm -hmm. honor that as well. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think uh you talked earlier about how um pause they because I know for me for 30 years I was in a I don't want to say rat race because as you described uh I really did enjoy my work for a period of time until that last acquisition when things changed. And um uh, but I I loved it but I still never took the time to say, is this what I really love doing? So, Juliana, when someone comes to you and they are in a quandary, where do you begin working with them?
2: Oh, that's a great question because it's really important to, to give the advice of just pause and think about it or um, why don't you start um, – um, Journaling, you know that that's that's all good and it's sound advice, but it's difficult because you're you're consumed, especially now when people are consumed with, am I ever going to be able to find my next opportunity? Right. What am I going to do next? Um, so you're you're being consumed with all of these thoughts, and, and there's a lot of fear that comes with that. So how do you push the fear out? Of I need to find something and go into yourself and start thinking. Um, So we've created um, a process. We actually have uh, anyone who works with us um, complete a series of assessments. So we have a structure. Instead of just saying, go and journal, or this is how you should do it, we actually, I'm going to call it project manage them through that process. Mm. As you know, if you have a path, it, it starts to clear a person's mind of all of the stuff that's coming at, it, at, at their minds because now I'm, I'm clear, I have a path. I don't know what this path or where this path is going to take me, but I have a path. So we created a path, a process. We have people complete a series of transferable skills assessments, psychometric instrument to help them understand what their true capacity is. Um, diagnose what their perceived um, assets are or, and also liabilities because sometimes we're really hard on ourselves and we, we have mm-hmm. to kind of clean that up. But then we have to go into some really, really deep introspection, thinking about what have I done in my life that has brought me satisfaction? And we've created a very Socratic process and a very structured process to help people pull that out of their brains um, in a structure that we're all accustomed to because we're filled in, in this world with signs and directions and this is how you're supposed to do this, this is how you're not supposed to do this. And so we kind of bring that in and help people utilizing processes that they're accustomed to, but then all of a sudden it opens up this whole new world, things that they never thought about, but they knew. And we all know in our hearts in our minds, but we never know how to articulate it, or perhaps we don't know how to demonstrate it. So this process that has been designed um, by Queer Life Academy has brought, uh, helps bring them to that point.
1: You know, Juliana, one of the things that I uh, discovered about myself after leaving that that career in, in the corporate industry is that I had been Um, restricted by my my job description. So when Mm -hmm. I came out, I was really surprised at the things that not only did I enjoy doing, but I was really good at. So does this process that you put your clients through uncover things that they would have probably never applied for within the corporate structure? Absolutely. Because the corporate structure
2: is that it's very structured. If you look at um, job descriptions, as you brought up earlier, this job is necessary to lead you into the next job, and the next job is necessary to lead you into the next one. And so it is a a very defined uh, succession plan for yourself, right? Um, And it's Mm -hmm. um, somewhat difficult to think outside of that uh, realm of this is what I do, and then the next job I need—I need to do this. So we go very deep into a person, mm-hmm. and we look at innate characteristics. We look at values. We we analyze them. We're academics by nature and by training. So so we like to go in very deep and, and ask those tough questions, but also utilizing the different um, instruments or uh, assessments that data also helps us to, because now we have uh, information that helps us to ask smarter questions of our clients. Mm. And Mm -hmm. oftentimes a client will say to me or to someone on the team, I never thought of that, but it makes a lot of Mm. sense. Mm
1: -hmm. And I do think that we get um, nuggets along the way that, um, maybe a nudge that tells us maybe this isn't the right way. Um, I can remember being offered a, a promotion and no one turned down those promotions. Like you said, you're on a track and you, the next step is this one. And it was a significant promotion and I turned it down. And I remember the the EVP, the executive vice president said, why are you turning this down? And I said, I feel that it's taking me further down a path that I don't want to be on. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
1: mm-hmm. I didn't have a clue as to what the real thing was, but, you know, and I wish I'd had access um, to to someone like yourself that could help me flush those things out. So it sounds to me like when you work with a client, it really gives them a much more clearer vision of, What would make them happy?
2: Right, and and it really does. And and the team here at uh, Pre-Life Academy, we really care about people. I I mean, to the point, anyone that you would speak with that has worked with us, um, we get to know them on on such an important level that they have now they themselves start to influence others. Um, And Mm. that's one of the things that we really try to, to achieve is, Just because you work at this company or just because you do this doesn't have just the effect on the individuals that you're face-to-face with or coming into direct contact with. Those individuals, then they go out, and they have an effect on others. So we always look at it as much bigger than just us,
1: Mm -hmm. So we do our part, right, each individual. Yeah, yeah. Most definitely. i tell you what, Juliana, I need to take a quick commercial break. But I tell you, I love stories. There's some amazing stories out there. Uh, I have a feeling that you might have a couple that you could share with us when we come back. Would Ah, that be
2: okay? I'd love to.
1: Absolutely. Very good. Folks, we're going to take a real quick commercial break. We'll be back with more from Juliana Stone. Hey, folks, welcome back to All Things Franchising. I'm here with Dr. Juliana Stone, and we are talking about career transition. And that is such a um, – it was a a very challenging time for me, even though I was the one that made that decision because it was all new. Juliana, before I had asked you if you had a couple of stories you could share with us. But before you do that, if someone's listening – And they're thinking, I think she can help me. How would they find out more information about you and Career Life Academy? Where would they go? Oh, well, I would invite them to go directly to
2: our website. And it is simply
1: careerlifeacademy.com. Wonderful. Very good. So are you ready to share a couple of stories with us, Juliana? I would love to. Um, The one story I'm going to
2: share first is all about fear. So when I was looking for my new position back in 2014, um, one of the things I kept thinking about was I need to go back to school. I just need to go back Mm. to school and get another degree because, oh, now Mm. I'm going to be really marketable. Well, you know, I'm stacked in the degree uh, area. I don't need any more degrees. Um, so I thought maybe I should go and get a certification. Thus, I went and got the certification I shared earlier. And mm-hmm. one day, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, and it was part of the whole Napoleon uh, Hill thing, and mm-hmm. me just really trying to to get my head in in the right place because I was I was really fearful. Here I am thinking I am too old to retire, but I, I mean I'm too old. Um, to hire, but I'm way too young to retire. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do, Juliana? And I remember I even made myself laugh. I'm sitting there and I'm I'm writing and I'm just trying to get thoughts out and get rid of that fear. And this thought comes to my mind what if every day I would just say the same thing? I wonder if I could somehow manifest what I need to do because I wasn't clear. And so I came up with the funniest little prayer, and I share it with a a lot of my clients. um, And I would say, dear Lord, every morning, please send those people into my life that I can help. And please send those people into my life that can help me. And please, Lord, all the rest of them, send them someplace else. (laughs) And...
1: because yes, that can get confusing it's like are you are you really here to are you really here or or not yeah, absolutely make right, it real clear right. basically it's like make it clear for me right <laughs> I and love it the reason that it all
2: came together was because I was spending so much time talking to so many people reading yeah. so many different things that I was confusing myself and the fear was getting bigger and broader and it just kept growing and and I, it was like a heavy heartbeat that just kept getting heavier and heavier. And so I said, I need to push away the stuff that doesn't matter and just stay focused on. Wow. So I thought
1: that was funny. Yeah. I thought I'd
2: share that one with you.
1: <laughs> and it is very, it's simple. But I tell you, I totally can understand that because, um, you know, when when you when you pray to your higher power and say, bring those people to me, uh, what people. You know, there are lots of people. So the person that's standing in front of you, what are they there for? So it's nice to know. Maybe they're just there for a conversation. I don't know.
0: Right. Right. (laughs) It is great to be
1: very clear about that. Absolutely. I love that story. Uh, One of the things I'd like to talk to you about and maybe you can share a little bit about is your book. I love the title. Uh, quantum physics and job search that doesn't even sound like it goes together right and
2: and that's what makes it so perfect is because when you think about uh, what quantum physics really does entail it it allows um, for particles to be in two states at the same time right and so Mm -hmm. to me your job search isn't just i need to go find a job maybe you need to have so much more influence. Maybe a job isn't what you should be even looking for. Maybe you should mm-hmm. be looking for that next fabulous opportunity that gives you um, the power and the freedom to really drive what makes you happy. And monetize it. Because there are mm-hmm. so many people with so many beautiful ideas out there. Um, and capacity and capabilities. Um, but we get so much into this structure. So. That's where I thought, I think we need to look at what the quantum physics of a job search is really about and having those at the same time come into play. What do I want and what should I be doing? Mm
1: -hmm. And that should be out in the spring, by the way. Oh, very good. Very good. And will it be on Amazon? Amazon?
2: Oh, yes, you know,
1: the go-to for everything right of now, course. Amazon. <laughs> of course, of course, absolutely, absolutely. So um, if, if there was something, if I could were to ask you, what is it that you would like to share with the listeners that maybe we haven't talked about, Juliana? What would you like to share with our listeners? Oh, well, thank you for asking that. You've asked already
2: some fabulous questions, but I would say that, we have to stop being so hard on ourselves, and I know that's easier said than done. Um, we, we really have to pause because the answers do live inside us. They really do, but we don't pause long enough. We call it in the company the silent pause. Pause for a second, whether it's prayer, whether it is meditation, whether it is um, just going for a brisk walk uh, and clearing your head. If you do not do this, if you just keep pushing forward, pushing forward every day, what happens eventually is that the fear starts to encompass who you are, especially when it comes to it, what's going to happen next in your career and in your life. And so, if I could give anyone a gift out there, it is the power of silence and quieting mm. your
1: mind. Mm. But during these times, Juliana, it's, um, you know, with, with everything that's going on with the COVID, the unemployment rate, um, the schools, people trying to homeschool their kids. And let me tell you something, I was not built to homeschool children. So I don't know what (laughs) I would have done if I had had to homeschool my kids. Thank goodness, she's all grown. But how do they find that quiet space? What do we do do with that? That is a beautiful
2: question. I have a a woman um, that I recently worked with, and um, her children are all at home right now. And she said that she is a magnet to her children, wherever mm-hmm. she goes in the house. And they, she said, we have a, a decent-sized house. My children are right there. They are at my heels. They are trying to get in my lap. Um, even the older one, who is a teenager, is always finding a way to be right there, whether it's grumbling or gaming, but right there. And mm-hmm. that was really um Uh, It it was really important for her to share that with me because, of course, my children are grown, and so I don't have anyone at home. So it gives me a lot of time. So she made me pause for a second and remember the times when my kids, maybe it was summer break, and I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to work and uh, get them to their different events and what have you Mm -hmm. because it's not as easy as when they're in school. And one of the things that we really um, work on when – we work with uh, people in the coaching environment is to journal. And now people think journaling is dear diary. Um, Today was a rough day. The (laughs) kids were uh, all over me. They followed me like little ducklings. But no, it is that 20 minutes when they're already in in bed, whether you just write one sentence, um, because there's this cognitive uh, effect that suddenly you have your Pen in your, and it's not on your computer. I have some people who will say to me, "Can I put, can I uh, put it into my laptop or into my tablet?" And I say, absolutely no. Uh, you find yourself a journal, and you find yourself a pen, your favorite pen, because there's actually something very meditative about that. Mm-hmm. So yes, it's hard. I'm not saying you pause and and do that for an hour, but first thing when you wake up, before the kids do set an alarm for five minutes before. Or when you're going to bed and I know you're exhausted, I know what parents are going through right now, and they're exhausted, but give yourself that time, even if it's five minutes, your favorite pen, a notebook, what would I write if I had this moment right now? And you will believe how then you start to steal time. You'll find that time throughout the day. They're uh, watching videos or they're on the computer doing their homework, uh, study. You mm-hmm. will start mm-hmm. to find and still that time, and then it becomes uh, what you do. I have um, an executive who works for a manufacturing company who, when I started coaching him, he thought it was ridiculous that he should keep a journal. He doesn't have time. He uh, has 12 swim lanes, as he would tell me, that he was swimming down, and I just don't have time. And when I go home, I'm taking care of the kids. And I, I made it very clear. You must do this. Uh, we've been working together for about four years now. Uh, he has grown in his career. He has grown in his life to the point now where he's really thinking of transitioning out of the corporate world and starting his own company. Mm-hmm. And um, it is, he will say to people, it was all because of um, Dr. Stone and how she helped me, but journaling became my thing. It was
1: my time. Wow. I love that story because uh, many times, as you said, people think that journaling means they've got to carve out an hour out of their day. They've got to come out with um, something that sounds like it's poetry, Um, but it, it doesn't have to be that way. It can just be, I am so tired today, I did not even do the dishes. It doesn't even matter what you write as long as you're writing. Mm -hmm. Right.
2: And it is a cathartic experience that will occur, event that will occur eventually, um, but you just can't do it three days and then say, well, I never got anything out of this. Um, Mm -hmm. What you write does not have to be profound but it does cause your brain to pause for a second and reflect. Mm -hmm. And it's giving you permission Mm -hmm. to do that.
1: Yeah. I tell you what, I have so enjoyed this, and I can't believe we're close to the end of the show. Let me ask you this. When your book comes out, would you reach out to me so I can get you back on the show? I'd love to have you back here again, Juliana.
2: Oh, this would be my pleasure. This has been just such a delight having this conversation with you.
1: Wonderful. Again, one more time, if someone wants to find out more about Career Life Academy, where should they go? CareerLifeAcademy.com. Makes it pretty simple, doesn't it? Right. Juliana, thanks again <laughs> so much for being on the show today. I so enjoyed our conversation, and I look forward to hearing back from you when you launch that book. Well, thank you, and I'm so honored. Very good. You know, folks, one of the things that um, is so important for us to remember is, one, that we're not alone. There are a lot of people in similar situations, and I'm not saying it's going to be easy. I've been through times where I thought, I, I don't even know whether I'm going to be able to get through this. But, you know, the wonderful thing is if you find the tools and if you use them, many times they're the simple tools that really get you through those tough times. And if you use them, you will look back and say, I couldn't have done it without that. So it's it's just important to know that there are tools out there. Listen to podcasts, just like Juliana said watch YouTube videos, something is going to, something's going to chime your bell, that's for sure. I'm going to leave you with this quote, as I always do. By changing nothing, nothing changes. That's by Tony Robbins. So um, he is all about making sure that we move forward and change. We're always evolving, and that's what Juliana talked about as well. So, again, thanks so much for being being with me today on All Things Franchising, and I look forward to seeing you next time.
0: Another great episode of All Things Franchising is now in the books.